We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Let's see if I can make the magic work. It better be the biggest news in college football. Sure the there it goes. Money. Oh, Deep there left. Go. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. <laughs> I don't think you'd have a sound clip yet. A sound bite. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. I was all over it. Once I saw that I could find Sterling, I was like, I got I to gotta play that for people. <laughs> we, were, we were like a half hour off from being able to call it live again. I know. I was thinking about that. Obviously, awesome that he got the homer. Bummer it wasn't live again. But what I'm thinking now is clearly the pod is a good luck charm. 60, 61, 61 and 62 both came on podcast nights. So we need to and record 60, a podcast every playoff 60 game. 60 came uh, the, the day the podcast was released. Oh, is that right? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay, yeah. even more. All right. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, so we just need to record every night uh, in October when they are playing. Exactly, exactly right. Yep. Can they be podcasts so like the Miller Lite one second Super Bowl commercials? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Cheesed it. (laughs) Hot dog flavored pepperoni. Uh, They just remember uh, those. Come on, you guys got to remember those, right? They just did the. I don't know if Booney I do. just did. Booney just did the classy thing and took Judgy out in the at the at the top of the inning here. Or at the oh, so everybody could clap for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting a nice ovation. Nice, love it. I mean, it was Matt. I don't mean to cut you off, but it was hilarious. His last at bat today during the first game, like he, uh, Higgy walked right before it and the crowd went crazy for the walk like it was so fucking funny <laughs> oh because they were hoping that that meant judge was not going to get walked is that no no just like judge was coming up one one more time. oh just oh just yeah, excited that he was coming up so happy yeah yeah <laughs> on the same night this is a, a great night so far cole set the single season strikeout re- record for the yankees as right well. finally breaking this is so and this is a really interesting thing and i think I think me and Colin have talked about it. I don't know if all three of us have, but it's funny. You think about New York Yankees history and all of the legendary players and all of the legendary uh, seasons and stats and records and blah, 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 blah. And what's really kind of surprising to me is that up until today, the record for most strikeouts by a Yankee pitcher was like 248, I think, Ron Guidry in 1978, I think, right? Was it 78 or 79? Uh, 78. Okay. Yeah. And he had an amazing year that year. He was amazing. But like, it's so, it's so crazy to think about that, you know, because obviously when we think about the Yankees, we think of like the storied history. It's kind of strange to me that like, that was the record for almost 50 years, you know, 248, which is really good. But, um, you know, there have been plenty of seasons where people are in the high 200s, let alone 300s. I always thought that that was kind of interesting. Well, I mean, who are the last major strikeout pitchers we've had? Like, Moose. Rocket never played a full season for us because he was always like, I'm retired. No, I'm not. I'm going to come back in the middle season. And he that's wasn't not, in his that's prime. Not tr- that's not true at all. He yeah. played like a half a season for like five seasons for us. No, he, played, he played a half a season for us in his last season. Yeah, and like other stuff too, right? Come on. <laughs> not, uh, not at the time. Other stuff. That's, and then like Randy, revisionist was like, history. Randy was busy punching photographers to get too many strikeouts. Randy was old. I mean, Randy was yeah, like 41 Randy, when we got him. Moose yeah. Moose had a, a, a 
a bunch of nice seasons, I think, early on. Might even but he was never a strikeout pitcher, though. I'm pretty sure he led the league in strikeouts a couple times. Really? Uh, I'll look it up for you. Mike Mussina. Um, Matthew. I'm about to valedict the valedict. Oh, boy. Here are the innings totals for the seasons that Roger Clemens pitched for the Yankees. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was only the last time. 187.2, Yeah. But oh, and then the very last year, in 2007, when he came back, that was 99 innings. So that well, very last year. Rocket, though, like, why isn't he pitching 300 innings? Come <laughs> <laughs> he never did, yeah. But well, he did throw 250-260. I want 30 starts of 10 innings each. Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> So he, uh, Musina did not ever lead the league, um, but he had to be close a couple times. Like, uh, there's a 218, a 210, 214 in his first year okay. with the Yankees. Right. Um, that was his high watermark, actually. Yeah. Uh, he led the league in FIP that year, 2.92. 2. Yeah. God, Moose was so good. So underrated. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. um, Sweet. interesting. Oh, yeah. you know what? Okay. Really quickly, it's just totally random, and then I'm sure we have stuff we actually need to do. I meant to well, text Matt, you guys. Matt apparently wants to talk about something in college football related, which surprised me. Oh, yeah. But before we do that, I meant to text you guys this, and I don't think I did. Uh, AJ Burnett, a.k.a. Ask Job Burnett, uh, who <laughs> I I never cared for. Um, I can't remember. if he, I don't think you guys particularly liked him either, right? But I was looking this up recently. Now, I always thought that his Yankees tenure was like a total disaster. I had two good years. Yep. I was reading about this recently. And hold on. Let me find it. Where is it? Remember, it was Pavano that was a total disaster. Pavano was a total disaster. But here's what shocked me. Not only... So by war... uh, By war, AJ only had one good year with us by war. But the shocker, it was his first year with us. He had 4.5 war, which is very solid. Not only that, by war, by baseball reference war, best season of his career was 2009 Yankees. I was fucking shocked. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, think about think about all the times that we went to go see him in Syracuse because <laughs> he was always on a rehab assignment. And we I think we all agreed that if he could stay healthy, he, he had, had some good nasty stuff. stuff. Yeah, he had yeah, stuff. True. Yeah. I mean, because what didn't he go to the Pirates after and like uh yeah actually I think so. have two or three decent seasons? Like yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, I mean he wasn't quite a sunny gray thing where he no. couldn't uh, or Javi Vasquez, obviously, mm-hmm. or right, Javi Vasquez, but he definitely uh, wore out his welcome pretty quickly after. I think he was gone in 2011, maybe. So yeah, so it's like three years. Yeah, three. Oh well, yeah, and remember though, he he was overshadowed that first year. The other two signings we had in 2009 were Tashera and CC, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he could he could easily become a bit player that year. Yeah. I mean, he was huge. They they lost game one of the World Series. He came back one game two. You know, that's that taking, is big. Yeah. That's 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 big um, mm-hmm. going into Philly, defending world champions and everything like especially True. the way Cliff Lee dominated them in game one. That was that was as big a start as there's been since the dynasty days. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You know? yeah. <laughs> I would say the other big start was the 2017 uh wild card game and severino completely shit the bed in that so they yeah. just got they just got lucky that the twins are just terrible jiffy lube for the yankees as yeah. uh as mike sure said <laughs> they they, yes. they 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 if the yankees are struggling having issues the twins get us tuned right up get us ready <laughs> ready to go um okay really quickly though before we do any more sports talk or whatever else we're gonna do let's do beer because we have to give mr yes. matt root a shout out so inch matt Yep, Mensch Matt, exactly. Mensch Matt, one of his many, one of his many characters, alter egos. Um, tonight, Colin and I are both drinking the legendary Hetty Topper from the Alchemist Brewing in Vermont. One of the OG hazy IPAs, uh, super super famous beer, and even to this day, not that easy to get, right, Matt? Um, becoming easier. Like I, I mean, I bought this in Philadelphia. Okay. All right. Um, it says, still, it says like, on the back, drink this beer immediately. We're always making more. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> I literally, I, I mean, 
it showed up like twice in the past year down here. So okay, so not as rare as it like used to be. It used to be really hard to get, right? Like yeah, a few but years it still ago, is, still is really hard to get. Yeah, yeah. So Matt sent both of us uh, some heady, and uh, so it's delicious. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, it's got a five uh, star for me on Untap. Oh, uh, you don't have to give it a five star. Star. No, it's delicious. Although, if you look, I, I will just say it's because four point five four. Because I want to have og beer credentials here um if you look at my badges on untapped you get a badge for your first check-in and it just so happens and I'm, I'm giving it away now but i'm trying to scroll for those of you not watching the youtube i'm trying to scroll through my untapped it's really sexy matt is scrolling and i'm chewing it's awesome this is really good video footage right now come on badges uh beer badges Come on, come on, number one. Oh, you're looking for, are you looking for a specific beer badge on, on tap? Yeah. Don't you have like thousands of badges? How do you narrow it down? Um, it's I didn't hard. even know you could look back at them. I just always like swipe them away after I check something in. Yeah, you can go look at your badges. So, I mean, what I'm, what I'm scrolling through is like, you know, beer badge number one, Eddie Topper. Eddie Topper. Wow. Wait, what does that mean? Number one. The first beer I checked in on Untapped was Heady Topper. Oh. And that must really? have been a long time ago at this point, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I don't want to say how long ago, but it was long ago. <laughs> say it. Not say long it. enough for how many beers I've drank, but that way. <laughs> June, June 26, 2014. Oh, okay. I, I would I would have guessed even uh, even longer than that. That's not too bad. No, I I I, I held off for a bit at the beginning. I had a very similar idea for an app. I'll mm. put it that way. I was very bitter at first, and now I'm just addicted to the app. Some Silicon Valley bro stole it from you? Well, so so I actually pitched it to a Silicon Valley bro. Right, really? Yeah. Oh, I had I had diagrams, I had charts, I had everything. Holy shit. And yeah, he said he didn't he didn't see the appeal to it, but he wasn't in the beer community. Mm. But I was talking about like being able to scan beers and then like in the app tell people where you bought it. Like, so if I wanted to say like, oh, I want blazed orange and then they'd be like, oh shit, who else has blazed orange near me? And like, whoop. Yeah. Um, That's how yeah. I found um, a certain beer uh, for my dad in, in the Raleigh area. Uh, when I first started using Untapped, like I was able to, to look up where you can get beer in, in the local area. I'd never been able to do that before. So that, that was futuristic. Yeah. That was good. Now I won't, I'm not, I'm not resentful. Um, you know, the I'll shout out to Adam Derwicky. He was the guy I pitched it to. He had his own tech startup out there called Camera Lens, L E N D S. Get it? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. She sold off, but that was essentially Airbnb for camera equipment. So, yeah. um, you could you could rent your high end camera equipment to people who needed it for certain days, and well, that's pretty cool. cool idea. Yeah, that was like fifteen years ago, so it's pretty cool. He's a cool guy, really freaking smart. But anyway, the beer I'm drinking. Is like I said, blazed orange. I also sent each one of you guys one of them. This is uh -huh. yep. probably my top top three, top five favorite brewers right now. Wait, uh, really? Yeah, uh, it's Hop Butcher for the World. Mm, we've talked about them. That's right. Yes, and, that, and 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 for those I don't think I think I've elaborated for, it, but one of my favorite poets is uh, Carl Sandberg, and I did not get this. And I'm angry at myself because there's like only really like two poems I actually know. So I don't even know if I can say he's my favorite, one of my favorite poets. But uh, one of them is uh, the, you know, the, the fog comes in on little cat feet. Shout out to Boris, little cat feet. But his <laughs> other with the, the main poem Carl Sandburg is um, famous for is Chicago, you know, city of broad shoulders, hog butcher for the world. Well, Hop Butcher for the World is a Chicago-based brewery that does, you know, mainly IPAs. Um, for a long time, they were a gypsy brewery. I think I've said that before. They did finally buy a spot. They bought the old Half Acre uh, Brewery on Lincoln Ave. The only reason I know that is because right across the street is one of my favorite restaurants in the world. It's called The Bad Apple. Shout out John Horton. Go to The Bad Apple. They have fucking amazing burgers there. And they've got um, a great beer selection. And Ethan... Shout out to you if you ever go to Chicago to go there. They have a burger called the Edmund Fig Gerald, and they make 
a fig braised gelatinous sauce to put on top of the burger. Ooh, that with sounds Edmund nice. Fitzgerald Porter. Ah, like fuck Edmund yeah. Fitzgerald fig braised cheese sauce on top. Ooh, it's so good. Oh, my that favorite is really called good. the slow burn. It's got like slow roasted chili peppers and it's called the slow burn because it doesn't, it's not hot in your tongue, but it's hot in your esophagus. Ooh, that's such a good burger. Uh, so John and I would always go and get beers to share and then we cut each of our burgers in half and swap. Oh, nice. And it was amazing. Love Ethan, it. I know you're burger pals. So if we ever are in yes, Chicago. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we will do that. hundred um, percent. Yeah. But Hot Butcher. Yeah. They, so they were a gypsy brewery. They've got their own spot now and they just, they do amazing hoppy beers. Um, this is turning into a commercial for them. They don't repeat beers very often. <laughs> Blazed Orange is one of their original and it's one of their best. And it's one of let's, their uh, let's get a sponsorship from them. Kyle, get on that. Great. Okay. And also, so the, I've never actually had Blazed Orange before I bought this. What I had had was their, Colin, they make a milkshake version, which mm. tastes like an orange creamsicle. And oh Yummy. my goodness, it's so good. Yeah. That was the first hot butcher beer I had. And I was like, I'm going to buy every single one I ever see ever. <laughs> and to this day, every time I see it at my local beer shop, I buy it. First impressions matter. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I can't yes, wait to do. visit their actual brewery. <laughs> Well, um, Whew, beer gas mower. Okay. Yeah. So, so Matt had Matt had the idea for Untapped before Untapped happened, and I wanted to say that I had the idea for Twitter before Twitter happened. <laughs> I didn't put together charts or anything fancy like that, but I definitely saw value in the good of Twitter. There's not a lot of good in Twitter, but. <laughs> oh, that's the difference, though. In this world, is uh, I'm pretty sure probably a lot of people had that. <laughs> our ideas like we did but it's that one person that makes it happen yeah fuck you jack dorsey uh, <laughs> fuck you but jack was that that who it was for a long time with twitter before jack. uh elon wanted that's to what you just out. said right matt jack dorsey yeah. right okay. oh oh that was that was okay i don't yeah it's okay if he's not listening it's okay yeah yeah no i just didn't i didn't realize that was the literally the same guy yeah jack dorsey who yep. now i think like lives on an island in french polynesia or something fuck you again jack dorsey Speaking of uh, listening, um, before we get to whatever Matt wants to talk about with college football, I was listening back to last week's episode and it didn't hit me at the time, Matt, but because I'm a supportive friend, um, I was at that game, your your personal worst loss um, of, of your life. And I know you were. I had forgotten how cold it was. Oh, you were at that game, Kyle? That day. Oh, my God. Yeah. The reason the reason I remembered is because I just had the trauma going through it again at Penn State this past weekend. And then I'm listening to the podcast and I was like, I sat through one of those games when I yeah. was a senior in high school. Yeah, you <laughs> did. Was, you were there. It was in Rome. <laughs> now, now you know, it was in Rome. Yep. Um, no, it was in Utica. It was okay. versus Rome and Utica. I just know we, we got on a bus. I, I yep. remember that. Yep. You were the tribe rode the bus. And that's a good segue. To faithful, uh, I'm, I'm buying time right now. Faithful pod listener who um, emailed me a question the other day that I really want to make sure I address. Uh, Lorraine Pascarella, sorry, Lorraine, oh, I can't remember your, your new name. Um, um, but Lorraine was the first person I saw after that game, and I gave her a big hug, and I remember <laughs> that like worst loss of my life. The leader of the student section, Lorraine, was there. Give her a big hug. Uh, may have been crying a little bit because <laughs> it was that slow realization that it was like the last time I was ever going to play football. Um, yeah. So uh, it was tough. Um, and then, and then for like a hot minute in college, I thought I was going to play again, and uh, the strength was still there. I was still outlifting some of the guys on the team, but man, the the running stamina, I could not pass the the, the, the endurance test like the basic endurance test to qualify for the team. And I was like, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> um, I, I could still outlift most of the team. And I remember the, the, I was lifting with them for about two weeks and the strength coach was like, man, you got good form. And I was like, I know I, I did this for a while, but I, I was bad. It was really bad. They were like, you need to run a mile and there are two miles in 10 minutes or something bullshit like that. And I was like, I, wait, two miles in 10 minutes. It was like two miles in 12 minutes or something like that. Six that's, miles. That's brutal, isn't it? Uh, for, well, yeah. for the running backs, so that was what they wanted. For running backs, sure, but even yeah, for but fullbacks? That, yeah, fullback was a running back. No shit. Wow, okay. So my, my fastest mile ever was six minutes and 50 seconds, and uh, I felt like my heart was going to blow up after I did that. So anyway, Lorraine 
friend of the podcast, Lorraine. We need to get her on here. Lorraine, if you're listening, come on, get on the podcast. I want to send you a mug. Um, <laughs> saw my my Twitter or my Twitter, my Instagram over the weekend. Um, I was lucky enough uh, this past week was my birthday. Um, and my wonderful girlfriend took me on a cannoli tour of Philadelphia. Oh, this looked really cool. Whoa. Yeah. So I we went to Italy. And I had like mentioned like 17 times that I wanted the cannoli and I never got one. So she, she got said, like, holy cannoli. She got, the, <laughs> yeah, she got the brilliant inspiration. Like, well, we're going to do this here then. Um, so being the outstanding planner that she is, she like cross-referenced like four or five of the lists of like top cannoli in Philadelphia. She like, you know, did the search and like cross-references like, well, I found the three that appeared on all the lists. And so then she like mapped it out and like, okay, if we park here, it's like less than a 15 minute walk to each of them in a big loop. I love this efficiency. This is great. Great. It was amazing. This is um, the travel planner in her. Yeah, was, exactly. It, it was it was perfect. It was spot on. Now, the now other how thing were was, they? Oh, sorry, no, can you? Well, so the other thing was we walked through a lot of interesting neighborhoods. We also just stopped at a lot of shops and like check stuff out that was along the way. But yeah, I mean, the first place we, we went to was like your traditional bakery. They were like jerks <laughs> like if you didn't oh. know exactly what you wanted when you walked in they would like yell at you oh um, boy yeah but then like the second bakery we went to it's called termini brothers it's like the exact opposite like we walked in and the guy asked you know have we been there before and how could he help us and we said no and then we, we mentioned the cannoli tour so the guy actually took us on a full tour of the whole bakery oh that's cool <laughs> yeah he took us into you know into the back room they were filling cannoli for a wedding we got some free samples he took us wow. into the cake decoration room he then like rolled over this this 55 gallon you know school lunch rubbermaid size trash can and we were like what's this what's going on and he lifts the top off and he goes this is full of buttercream frosting and it was like 55 gallons of buttercream frosting. <laughs> it was amazing and then the yeah, other cannolis were also the best too ricotta cheese cannolis mm. It was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Between I, I was always a mascarpone guy, but you know, ricotta cheese that was the winner of the day. Uh, then the third one was like a uh, I can't remember the name, Varelli Brothers or Vitello Brothers, just like a I mean, the lady running it probably had been running it for 40 years. Um, just you know, it was a tiny little cafe, tiny little seats inside, a bunch of locals chatting and talking in Italian accents, and that was fun, that was good. And then the fourth one we went to was a vegan bakery so uh sam got to get in on the, the cannoli action too and got a, a vegan nice. cannoli as well so uh, that was delicious as well but at that point i was so stuffed full of <laughs> dessert cheese that i was just like ah give me a mini cannoli because i can't eat anymore yeah um, but i mean we we stopped at like a, an antique store we walked by a cool record store that was mobbed or else we would have gone in we went to a new brewery we went to a beer and wine store. I bought some ravioli at like a local ravioli manufacturer. I had it for last for dinner last night. It was delicious. Nice. Um, it just turned into like a wonderful, wonderful day. That's amazing. That's a yeah, great that's birthday awesome. uh, birthday day there. Yeah, that's it's fantastic. Yeah, Holy shit. Nice work, Sam. Bravo, yeah. Sam. Bravo. And then me being an idiot, uh, we went out to other half Philly later that night um, and met some friends. And um, Drunk Matt decided to go home and house all the, le- the rest of the leftover cannolis when he was drunk. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a low point. I'm sure it was delicious at the time. Yeah. They so no, great. no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'll think about that when I, you know, get my munchies and I'll go to town on something. And then the next day I'll be like, why did I eat that entire bag of value size hot fries? And, <laughs> uh, you know, and Andy caps hot fries, like the big, the big size. I'm like, why did I eat that entire bag? That's so gross. Like what the fuck? But in the moment, God damn, it was awesome. No, so. I mean, no regrets until you realize, like, mm. I was saving one of those cannoli for someone. Ah, okay. And then I was like, oh, well, I ate it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> the worst part about this show is that we record so late and we talk about food all the time. And I, I'm just always so hungry. Oh. Like, <laughs> right, because you eat dinner early, right? You guys eat at, like, what, 5.30, 6, something like that? Yeah, sometime yeah. between then. I mean, I didn't finish yeah. eating until eight thirty. Like I was like shoveling food. Right yeah, there. it's so funny. That was always interesting when we were growing up, and like, cause Colin and I would eat at each other's houses and stuff like that pretty regularly. And our families were like the opposite. 
like Colin's family eating at like five, five thirty. I feel like, like your dad, I feel like was eating at five. I mean, today, these days he eats at like four. (laughs) (laughs) And our family was the opposite. I mean, in these days, it's even worse. My parents are eating at like nine, nine thirty. I think a lot of the time, but back in the day, seven thirty eight. Yeah, exactly. Gone, gone even further. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh-huh. good. Then that make, that means my family was the mean. We were at like six o'clock. It was like <laughs> dinner is at six. You're home at six. Like. You know, that doesn't surprise me, actually. You know, thinking about like your dad and like the military background and everything, like yeah. that makes sense to me that, you know, you, know, you, you might think it's dead, but it's really, it was mom. Ah. Like, dinner is going to be ready at six. Like, And that's that. Yeah. Okay. Like, Interesting. She'd okay. get home at 530 and she'd already have like half of dinner prepped. Uh, okay. And or the other half would be like we'd come home from school with instructions on a note like put put the casserole dish in the oven at 430 and set the temperature to 375. I will be home in time to take it out. And like that was it. That's uh, your 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 impression of your mom giving giving it, giving instructions <laughs> is impression. is like a is like a slightly British professor. That was just the note. Put the casserole in the oven. That was a that was the notepad speaking to me. Oh, is the notepad? The notepad yeah. has a slightly British yeah. professorial yes. Yes. accent. Yes. I see. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Good stuff. So yeah, Matt. you guys. Anyway, when you ha- when you have your blazed orange, let me know how what you guys think. Yeah, for uh, sure. I was gonna drink it on the pod, but do it. Yeah. We'll do it tonight. Uh, tonight. <laughs> tonight. No. No. <laughs> I told you, Stella's potty training. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like you could use the extra beer from what you were saying about the potty training. Yeah. Today was actually a good day. Uh, she went on the potty two times. So some golf claps. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. Stella, Stella, daddy's got to go potty too. He had too much beer tonight on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were watching the Sesame Street like Elmo trying to like convince the kids like it's good to go potty when you have to go like, type thing. Uh, uh-huh. uh, this, this is where we've gotten to. Has she been um, doing a Rick Sanchez impression and um, getting swifty and shitting on the floor? Has that been? Uh... <laughs> no, uh, uh-huh. fortunately the, uh, the number two has not happened on the floor yet. That's good. Um, okay. That's definitely good. some number ones though. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Including, including today. Uh, right wow. Holy shit. See, I yeah. thought you were going to go the opposite, Colin. I thought you were going to be Rick Sanchez and his shy pooping. Oh, that's right. And have a toilet like on a different planet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's going to go to the other room all by herself to shy yeah. pooping. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it is what it is. Uh, Matt, what, what college football stuff do you want to talk about? Because I'm... The- I'm the I'm, biggest I'm story like, north of the Mason-Dixon line. Syracuse Orange, 5-0. There you go, right? The undefeated <laughs> nationally ranked Syracuse Orange. Wait, they're ranked now? Oh, they're like 22, 23. Yeah. When was the last time they were ranked? Last week. 2018. Yeah. Oh, wait, really? That recently? They were in the, they were in the coaches poll last week, but not the AP. or the, right. Not the USA Today, whatever. Uh-huh. They were in one, but not the other. But they're in both polls this week. Yeah, I, I think it's. So. I think it's an over exaggeration. I don't think they need to be ranked. I don't think they're that good. I mean, I think they're good, but not that good. Um, but anyway, I think they're um, one of the top twenty-five teams. You think so? Yeah, I, I give them top thirty-five. I wouldn't get them top twenty-five, but yeah, it's so um, subjective. I, yeah, when, when you well, okay. especially when you get toward the bottom twenty-five, like you could probably rotate like ten different teams and. Now, what was funny, and I didn't realize this because I was I was busy. I was busy eating cannoli this weekend. <laughs> um, so Syracuse was a fifty-four point favorite over Wagner. They ended up winning fifty-nine nothing. Yeah, they were up forty-nine nothing at half, um, and they agreed to, which I've heard the, I've heard of this before, but they agreed to do ten-minute quarters in the second half. Oh, to end the game oh, wow. quicker. Wow. Yeah. So the ten-minute quarters. What that does, though. Even though Syracuse beat that ridiculous <clears throat> spread, 10-minute quarters invalidates all bets. Caesar canceled all bets and returned the money. Oh, so holy they shit. Beat the spread even with less time, and everyone's pissed. Now, wow. Now Wagner is a is a, a football bowl sub or championship subdivision, you know, one double A essentially uh team. And they're like one in 21 in their last three seasons. So that's that's you know a 54 point spread. You know, maybe would have been generous, actually. So, yeah, uh, is not this, unexpected. Is this one of the cases where SU paid Wagner a bunch of money? Yeah. So, do you think the Wagner players do they know that beforehand? Do they know, like, listen? Oh, yeah. 
okay, like you're outmatched. We're doing this for the money. You're going to get slaughtered. Just try to have fun or deal with it. Like, is that, I mean, there's much more parody in college football these days, but when you're talking about the, the level that Wagner's on, that's that's a completely different league than yeah. even, even Syracuse, who's not obviously a, a world beater or anything. Right. But right. I mean, that's why you've got. Uh, I'm looking for it. Um, I think like it those. Was why Matt's State. looking for that? Why those Mac opponents? Like they're they're not any walk in the park anymore. Like you know the Buffaloes, the Central Michigans, Ohio. Yeah, but that's also why you've got Kent State traveling to Washington, traveling yeah. to Oklahoma. And traveling to Georgia this year. Yeah. Because, like, fuck, they need the money. <laughs> now, right. granted, they, they only lost to Georgia 39 to 22. That bad. Good yeah. Holy that. shit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, each of those games are going to be between, um, what do you say, Colin, when you've read it, uh, like 500000 and a million dollars of revenue for the school? Yeah, so, it's, it's it's more money than they probably make the entire season. Yeah, and 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 what they'll wow. say is, hey, this this funds the yeah. rest of our athletic department. Right, that's how they get yeah, money. no, it makes sense. Yeah, and, no, and, and it's not exclusive football. Syracuse when Syracuse plays basketball, you know, they do it too, yeah, right? Northeastern yeah. University, they're paying a hundred thousand dollars for them to come to the school. Yeah, but that's that's on the assumption that they're going to have you know a quarter million dollars of revenue from the dome that night. So. Um, that's part of the unfortunate economics of college sports, but also, yeah, right. I mean, the, I wish it wasn't this way, but the, the nice, the silver lining as well. Think of the, think of the athletes at Kent state who get opportunities in other sports for sure because yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, the, the non-revenue generating sports as, uh, <clears throat> you know, basically everything that's not baseball or football or basketball. Yeah, is described. Right. right. So, but yeah, Fair um, yeah. Now, what they did with the the league or the NCAA changed probably eight or ten years ago, right? Colin was teams if they scheduled more than one football bowl uh, or championship subdivision team, one double A team per year, they could only count one of those wins towards their bowl total for the year. Because there was a couple um, years yeah. where Syracuse actually scheduled two, like they'd play like Colgate and Maine, and <laughs> like. Sorry, those are both one double A schools. So yeah, you can only count one of those towards your win total for a bowl. Yeah, mm. I did not. Right. I did not know that. Um, it, it's it, it's. I mean, this is the difference between like following a, a Penn State versus following a Syracuse. Is um, it's kind of went in a cycle where, like, the Penn States of the world you know, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, Texas, the the big schools, they were scheduling a lot of those cupcake games for lack of a better word um, for a long time. And then like the voters early in the, in the playoff uh, committee were rewarding like these really great non-conference matchups and everything. And now it almost seems like it hurts you if you lose that game more than it, it helps you if you win it. Yeah. Uh, and so, like uh, Franklin uh, has said before, Penn State's head coach, like they they don't want to be going to Auburn, <laughs> you know, for for a non conference game. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be playing F- FCS teams or whatever they are called now, but um, I, I think there's a reason why the SEC still has that. What what's it like the week eleven game where like yep. they they always play Troy. They, yeah, they're one of their their non-conference games instead of loading them up in the first three weeks like all yeah. the other conferences do. Um, there's a reason the SEC still schedules those games is because they know it's a grueling schedule in conference and that you need those cupcake games to just get healthy, to give people some playing time, get them some reps and, and everything like it's it's not about the little guys. It's about the big guys in this yeah. case. And, but and, every every so often, you get an Appalachian State at Michigan. See, but but that's what I was talking about earlier. App State's not even in the same conversation. As, I know, as but, like but every once in a while, schools. it happens. <laughs> Back in 2007, when they did it to Michigan, that legit was a, a big deal. Yeah. But what they what they did this year to uh, whoever they beat Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame. Not surprising at all. I mean, first off, it's Notre Dame. Second off, 
it's they're 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 not that far off in terms of talent like depth when it comes to depth these days that's the biggest difference like there's there's just more depth in these mid-major they'd be called mid-major schools in college basketball um than there there was even 10 years ago yeah but remember there's like 330 schools in college basketball there's like 117 in college football oh, yeah. so. which is why the why the depth is has increased is because there's less opportunities well, there's more opportunities if you look at the total roster size true true but Very yeah true. I, I mean I, I, yeah uh, I, i'm not fighting you on that one yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 cool uh syracuse plays this weekend they play nc state this weekend or no oh. they're, they're off this weekend they play nc state next weekend oh so penn state and syracuse are both off so we get to enjoy this for another yeah. another week at least because <laughs> the the big uh Troy Nunes is an absolute musician, a, a blog. That's an SB Nation <laughs> yeah, blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musician, magician, excuse me. Yes. Troy Nunes is not a musician. He's a magician. <laughs> right. Um, did a article just essentially telling everyone in Syracuse, like, cool your jets, because everyone's trying to say that college game day should come to Syracuse. And it's like, nah, you can't even sell at the dome. I don't think you, I don't think you deserve college game day. <laughs> is that, is the game in, in Syracuse? Yeah, it's in Next Syracuse. Week? It's, yeah. They said the first meeting of duly ranked football teams at the Dome since 2001. Oh, my Ooh. God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy fuck. I mean, that, that's a big deal, but not to throw uh, you know anything on it, but Penn State plays Michigan at the big house that same day. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. a good chance game day is going to Michigan. Yeah. Um, I think they said no because that's like the Fox game of the day or something. It is. It's the big noon kickoff. So, so yeah, yeah, they just so announced they, it. So Fox gets the oh, right. yeah, the rights yeah. to the game. Yeah, so, right. so th- no, there's blogs out there that are literally going through like, well, game day is going to be at Alabama the week before, blah, blah, blah. So we yeah, don't yeah. want – they're not going to go to Alabama again. And <laughs> they're not going to do two straight Kansas games. To blah, 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 blah. So it has to be Syracuse. Blah. <laughs> but now it's you all know? nonsense. I don't actually know where they're going the week before. I don't care about game day. Frankly, Speaking... was it Lee Corso is his name? He can – Oh yeah, Lee Corso. Is he still yeah, doing it? He's annoying. Wow. He's got to be old at this point. He's he is annoying. Like late 80s. Wow. As a as a as a, as a fellow college mascot, I can say you don't deserve to wear that hat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you were about to say something, Colin. Well, I was gonna say uh on that Saturday, not this Saturday, next Saturday, whatever it is, 15. Um a, a few days ago, friend of the podcast joe poznanski announced that him and michael Schur will be in charlotte at a local bookstore talking about michael Schur's uh, new book and um it's a free event two o'clock eastern and i was just saying to timmy the other day i was like i really want to go but the penn state game hasn't been announced yet and i was like i'm worried it's gonna be the big noon game <laughs> uh because it's gonna be a top 10 matchup and it's penn state michigan blah 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 40 minutes later, I think it was, it got announced that it's it's the big noon and I'm in a dilemma. I'm like, do I go meet, try to meet two of my favorite people and and miss like an hour of the game at least, uh, you know, more of it. I'll I'll listen to some of it on the radio, obviously. Um, do I wait to see like, is Penn state in it? Cause it is, it is, you know, uh, I get like an hour and a half window before I'd have to say like, all right, let me drive to the to the bookstore, um, so I could legitimately just see what the score is, and then like kind of base my decision off of that. Um, you guys just know, I I remember this like when uh, I think it was Game Six of the 2017 ALCS uh, was on the same night as Penn State Michigan in 2017, and you were like, what are you watching? And I was like, Michigan Penn State, <laughs> and you were both like, I think Matt was like kind of like appalled by it and and i was just like it it, it's just hard to explain how much these games mean to me and especially when it's against michigan um it's just hard for me i mean we just talked last week that was the most painful loss of your life right right i mean some people want to watch garbage and some people want to watch baseball it's okay (laughs) it's it's it's, in this case i i want to go see two two of my favorite people are in in my city 
And I'm yeah. like, of course, the biggest game of the year to the to this point is at the same time. I don't know what to do. It's it's really funny, you know. We t- obviously we talk mostly about baseball here, right? And we're all such massive Yankee fans in baseball. I would say is generally like all of our favorite sport. But that being said, I feel like for Call Penn State football, I feel like has like more of an emotional pull yeah. on you than Yankee baseball, which is so crazy to think about because like Yankee baseball is like, you know has has been i mean we've talked about it right that's like what music is for me is and i mean obviously i love yankee baseball but like your love of yankee baseball is like music for me but like penn state i feel like is even a little stronger which is really kind of wild to think about for me it's a no-brainer like uh i would i would go see joe pause and mike sure obviously but i don't know what it's like to love a sports team the way you love penn state football <laughs> but like toddy said when we had joe pause on the pod she sent she sent us a text uh, like the next day and she was like ethan you were wine rack excited and um and she was right i've been wine rack excited very very few times in my life but joe pause on the podcast was one of them that's for sure so meeting meeting yeah. him and Mike Schur in person, I mean, I'd lose my fucking mind. Like, but there's no guarantee that I'm gonna actually meet that them. actually I, meet them. That's true. I feel like it's a free event. It, this so you is could like watch them speak and whatnot, but like, I I just feel like the chances of me actually meeting them are are quite low. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I I feel like I'd have a better chance of meeting Joe Paws, like kind of on his own, going through our contact, like, yeah, and and everything than I would at this actual event just because the amount of people that I anticipate are going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. Oh, look at Boris. Look at the podcast. Yeah. He's, he's surprisingly relaxed. Yeah. He looks kind of, he looks kind of cozy right there. I feel like he's usually a little agitated when you, you, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, does the podcast have any thoughts on the legendary potential uh, Cal matchup coming up this Sunday in London between Aaron Rodgers and Davis Webb. You know, I didn't, I didn't even wait. Davis Webb. Danny Dimes might be out. Really? Second. Ja- second... Jaquan Brisker, the All-American from Penn State, sacked him the other day. <laughs> it it might have seriously injured him. Oh, the New fuck. York Giants. Second leading rusher, Daniel Jones, <laughs> might be out. Yep, and, t- and Taylor came in, immediately got a concussion. And, wow. um, yep. Damn. I actually saw a caption today that was it was a fake Aaron Rodgers quote that was like, good thing the Giants exist or everyone would realize how much the Packers suck. <laughs> uh, because, I mean, the Packers have been largely unimpressive so far this year. We squeaked by a couple – uh, a couple, you know, wins, but it's been largely unimpressive. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize. Uh, I mean, I, the only reason I know that he was the second leading rusher on the team is I was, I was trying to look up some Saquon stats and some Giant stats to poke holes in your excitement there. <laughs> um, but uh, the Saquon, Saquon stuff is legit. Sa- well, I mean, yeah, but Saquon, you know, Aaron Jones and uh, AJ Dillon are also legit. Just the two of them equal one Saquon. Um, but yeah, that was that was what I was kind of surprised that Saquon Saquon plus Daniel Jones is about the same as uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, which is comical to me. Um, now passing wise, it's a little bit different story, but you know we'll let that be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I didn't answer the question. Are are you excited for the the Cal matchup? No, I'm not. I, I think the London games are a little dumb. This is the first yeah. time the Packers have had to go there. They're one of the last teams to go over. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, I think the Giants have been there. They've definitely been there at least once. Uh, yeah. I think they've been there a couple times, though. They, they, they've been a holdout. This is finally their, their chance to go over and, and play a game. So, um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm glad they're trying to expand the team, you know, the sports reach over to Europe. Yeah. I do remember thinking it was really cool. Back in, in 20, 2012 and 2013, when I met coworkers in the same program that I was at at GE that were from Hungary, that, you know, the guy was like, one of the guys was looking for an NFL shop because he wanted to buy Steelers gear um, because the soccer team from his hometown was the same color as the Steelers. So the Steelers <laughs> were his favorite football team in the United States. And um, I was like, uh, buddy, you might not want to go around Cleveland asking for 
Steelers gear, just the heads up. <laughs> um, kind of like, you know, the Packers play in Philadelphia later this year. And uh, my brother was like, hey, you want to go? I can get you tickets for your birthday. And I was like, I don't want to die. <laughs> so uh, I, I may, let's just say, go to a bar and drink and watch the game or something like that. I don't know. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm actually not very excited, which is kind of a shame. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I don't, I don't even know if it would make a difference if it was a blowout, if the Giants squeaked out a one point win, but if the Giants won this game, what, what would, how would you feel about it? Just knowing that it's very likely that Daniel Jones is not playing. It's very likely that Tyrod Taylor is not playing. Well, well, and this is not, this is me not being a dick to poke you guys. Like, even with Daniel Jones, I feel like the, the Giants are a team the Packers should, should still beat, even if they are three and one. Right, right. That, so, so if they <laughs> if they don't beat him without Daniel Jones, I mean, but we we also lost to a third string quarterback on the Patriots last week. So, um, you know, Wait, I thought you won. We almost lost. Oh, almost lost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, almost. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's one of those things where the Packers have not been impressive, and while Aaron Rodgers is still, I'd say, a, an elite quarterback in the league. He's looked pedestrian so far through four starts. I mean, I think he's thrown three or four picks. Um, you know, he's he's wow. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah think about it this way. Last year against the Saints in the opener, Aaron Rodgers threw two picks. Then he threw two picks the rest of the year. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, that's that's the kind of like that's that's and that's a normal season for him, which is nuts. Yeah, um, and it's it's almost like I'm being spoiled after you know yeah. gunslinger Brett Favre just throwing the ball. <laughs> which, by the way, fuck Brett Favre. He can be taken <laughs> off the Ring of Honor at Green Bay. I don't give a shit anymore. I don't want to hear about anything Team owner, other than Matt him going Root. to jail. Yeah, it's really really sad, really depressing. Yeah. I'm glad I never bought. I've never bought an NFL jersey because I would probably have a Favre jersey, and I would love to burn it. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We can we can go about that more some other time, but he's yeah. still still welfare money and did so many illegal things. Yeah. Piece oh, by the way, he wasn't a great guy before this anyway. Like, no, he would harass people and send dick pics around. Yeah. Really, really depressing. Really disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 yeah. Well, real 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 quick. uh, Well, two things to to just a a, to tie a bow on that. Um, Joe Paz and Mike Sure were talking about this on a recent episode about how being a sports fan means moral compromise. You know, Um, like there are going to be shitty people, no matter what sport. It seems to me that the NFL, maybe the proportion is a little bit higher. Um, but regardless, like we know in baseball, I mean, look at a role Chapman and look at the, what the Yankees did in terms of his whole situation. Like that is really shitty all across the board. And so it, it just means more, you know, being a sports fan, like there are, you are going to, there are going to be things that are just like, so against your, your ideas of morality. And, you know, you have to decide kind of, how to how to sort of live with that and it can be we can go into this a different time right but um but it's a, it's an interesting idea what i wanted to get to because we're it's already getting kind of late bacal went to the penn state game last week and <laughs> and uh i know i had checked in on the game at one point and they were winning but i didn't check the final score did they win how was it what's what's the deal how oh, was how was won. the experience yeah no, they they won it was probably the sloppiest football game i think i've ever seen in person I believe there was nine total turnovers, Ooh. five by Penn State, four by Northwestern. Wow. Um, it was super cold and rainy. The hurricane had uh, made its way up, tropical storm at that point, uh, to uh, Pennsylvania. And um, no excuse for the sloppiness, but I'm sure it didn't help in <laughs> uh, everything. Um Wild surprise, uh, John Stevens, Maggie Stevens, shout out, love you guys, love them, yeah, they're um, the best. They were, they were there. Um, John had like talked about going, he had like gotten tickets through work or whatever, and Toddy was typical Toddy fashion, um, didn't like, didn't understand that, that he was like serious about it and everything, and um. I was at one point looking into something and then life happened and um, I forgot about it. 
And I'm sitting in the stadium and we get a text in our group chat and it's a picture of Maggie and I'm looking at it. And like, obviously I know they're at the Penn state game, but not only that, I'm looking at it and I'm like, they're really close. Like I'm, I'm just seeing like what's, what's around them and everything. They were, they were two sections over. Oh, wow. Uh, so just like walked over, spent some time with them, uh, hung out. And That's awesome. That, that was the best part of the game because the, the game itself was, was awful. What was the uh, final? Uh, 17, seven. Oh, wow. They okay. were a uh, 20, 24 and a half point favorite or something like that. Um, maybe if they didn't fumble the ball four times and throw an interception, they would have. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, were never, they never had lower than a 90.7% win pot probability, but. <laughs> oh yeah. Northwestern never, never threatened. Yeah. They're, those, those spark they're guys. Terrible. Yeah. They're terrible for sure. Um, but it's, uh, it, it was great. Uh, I got to spend a lot of time with my mom. Um, my uncle came up from New Orleans. Um, so definitely got to see some family and I hadn't been to Penn state since 2018. So, um, you know, all things considered it was, it was a good quick trip, uh, up to Pennsylvania. And then, um, yeah, I got home and I was waiting on judge to hit number 62. And in the meantime, the giants were on their way to going three and one and, Saquon had another hell of a game. I'm just, I think Matt, out of uh, the three of us, uh, the when we had to do our convincing, uh, Matt might be the closest. I'm, I'm definitely second closest. Like the Packers could legitimately make the, make the Super Bowl, but like loving the NFL at this point <laughs> in the season, Ethan, you're way off. Way yeah, off. <laughs> yeah, that was a difficult one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so did you go to Voodoo or were you just at Happy Valley Brewing? Just Happy Valley, yeah. Right next door. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. They, they they charge like eight bucks a draft now. It's kind of not worth it. And their non super rare barrel aged beers are just okay. Like yeah. So you could have gotten some sticks beer, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, let I'll give you a little bit of context. So I was with a bunch of older people, uh, and we had to wait roughly about an hour and a half just to get seated um, for dinner. Wow. Um, and at one point, the the guy, one of the guys that, that was there, uh, checked to see like where we were on the list and realized that there were like five groups still ahead of us and like in disgust turned and like didn't do it on purpose, but turned right into one of the poles and smashed his beer in glass, like all over the place <laughs> and, and everything. Like at the same time, he was like saying like, Jesus Christ or something like that. Um, like, yeah. Just, just, uh, we, 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 we just weren't going anywhere after that is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it was warmer, I would say definitely go down there. Cause they've got like a nice large outdoor seating area right by the Creek. But yeah. not when it's like this. Yeah. 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 I and mean, it's like you had, it's, you had said the parking was limited and it was parking sucks and, and it's right below a seafood restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so either it's like, hmm, I want a lobster roll or like, Bleh. so <laughs> uh, usually when I go there, I'm like stopping in, grabbing a beer, grabbing my, you know, lottery bottle winnings and leaving. So. Well, I just I just want to say that if Saquon goes off on a crazy run on Sunday, you will never hear the end of it, Matt. It'll be worse. <laughs> It'll be worse than the Eli Manning stuff. So It'll be probably, ready. I mean, there's a there's a there's a chance it happens. <laughs> What's funny though is if it happens and they still lose. <clears throat> well, that, that that this is the part that worries me now is like Jones, as as you've alluded to a bunch of times, is a threat to run. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they haven't been able to stack the box against Barkley. But like if Davis Webb or Jake Fromm or any of these guys are playing quarterback, like they ain't going to be worried about them running. So, um, you know, you can still get I mean, that's Saquon's big. Uh, crazy play the other day was on a, a screen pass where again he was going to immediately get hit behind the line of scrimmage broke the tackle ran from one side of the field to the other then ran up like 30 yards so I mean he's definitely got the athleticism back and the spring and a step back and everything but now I just worry that they the offensive line is marginally better but it's certainly not great still it's not I, I, I do wish the stats that I had found were updated 
to some more recent seasons because yeah, I mean, it did as much as I like shit on him and say, well, he could be better. Um, he is in the top, I'd say five or six running backs in the league of like having to make something from nothing a lot of the time. So yeah. like the names in the list were like um, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, I think Lynch was on there and Barkley were the ones I can remember where it was like, essentially those guys all on average were getting hit before the line of scrimmage. Um, I think Henry was the best. And I think Chubb was the second best actually. The Henry one's surprising in in terms of like turning that potential negative play into a positive play in yards after first touch. Um, But I mean, he is up there. It is, it is damning out there. Um, I just was looking at the data to try and, you know, needle you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, As it, I do. I'm still yeah. happy about how angry I made Ethan last week. <laughs> what was it about again? It, I told you to calm down about yeah. hustling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Vladdy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was fired up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You really got me. You got me good that time. Fuck. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. Um, so what's what other, what other um oh well hey you guys anyone else while we're talking other sports or I'm bringing up other sports anyone else see Kareem's uh substack today um against today? uh or talking about um Kyrie Irving oh the Kareem. other day yes I did Kareem see Kareem Abdul Jabbar Kareem's a great great writer yeah, wait really substack. oh yeah. holy shit Yo, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that he so um even if you haven't watched the FX show Dave. Yeah, I know of it. I haven't watched it. Watch, watch, watch Dave. First of okay. all, you can watch Dave. Because in the second season, um, Kareem stars as himself as a writer. Um, and it's amazing. Holy um, shit. Okay. Yeah, he's a prolific writer and um, took took Kyrie to task over a, a tweet that Kyrie had supporting Alex Jones. Oh no! Yeah, Kyrie or Kyrie essentially said like, "Oh, Alex Jones tried to warn us," and Kareem was like, "I believe the article title I read was Kareem dunks all over Kyrie." Essentially said like, um, called him like an uneducated gelatinous doofus or something like something Amazing. ridiculous like that. And like, Kyrie is what happens when the education system fails. Oh <laughs> wow! Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kareem. He every week he writes a um, a column where he reacts to the um, top stories in the news, and a lot of them are politics related, sports related. Um, but yeah, the the Kyrie thing. I mean, he definitely doesn't hold back, um, and rightfully so. I mean, Kareem is for his age, seventy five, like still very sharp, very um, in, in touch with. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, very, very. Uh, Toddy, Toddy uh, thinks my my love affair with uh, Kareem is is a little crazy, but I think he's awesome. Like one of one of the coolest people to. I mean, yeah, it all started because he was a Laker, and and that's why you know I even paid attention to him in the first place. But like just knowing all the activist work that he's done and um, the the thing you know I. I've read a bunch of his books and everything. Like he's just, he's, he's a really thoughtful into and um, interesting person. Um, you know? Um, yeah. So he said that uh, Kyrie's statements possessed incredible gelatinous ignorance. And just the phrase gelatinous ignorance, I think amazing. is amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm pretty sure if I remember the Dave episode, Rick, which by the way, I encourage everyone to watch Dave. Um, it is the um, fictionalized autobiographical story of Lil Dicky. That's his name. I was trying to remember. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I believe the whole crux of the Kareem episode is like Kareem needling about like him as a white rapper stealing black culture. <laughs> and it's, it's just amazing. It's because Kareem like nails it over and over again about like taking him to task. Uh, and it's hilarious and season one's great but season two i couldn't make it through because it's like one of those shows that also makes you uncomfortable um but it was very well done i highly recommend dave to everyone not safe for work though um don't like it it, he talks about his penis a lot (laughs) um also some really heartfelt episodes also some really hilarious episodes 
Um, yeah, highly recommended. Sweet. Do we have uh, Do we have anything on the docket that we were supposed to get to? Nothing that I nothing serious that I had. Wasn't there something? I thought there was like a prompt or something from last week that you had mentioned that we were supposed to address this week. No. Um, Cousin Greg gave me props for my correct pronunciation of Farfal. Yeah, Um, that's right. And and he offered Mama Root some dough tips, which I will have to take him up on that because like my mom is a freaking amazing person in the kitchen. Like. She's she's like going through the scientific method. Like she she made me and Sam some um, horseradish pickles, and she was like, "I want your feedback because I want to know how I can tweak the recipe to make it so it tastes like you expect it to taste." Like all of her famous recipes are just things she's tweaked. Like the buffalo chicken dip is her taking another recipe and being like, "I can make it better," mm-hmm. and then she does, and it's amazing. Same with the cookies. <laughs> it's like, hmm, I can make this better. Oh, definitely. Um, so she. Uh, to hear her say a couple weeks ago, like, I still haven't figured out pizza dough is, like, amazing because, um, you know, that, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like, an equivalent, like, it's like me saying to, you know, Ethan in high school, like, I still haven't figured out social studies or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's something that I would just assume she would know everything about because she knows everything about everything. In, in mm-hmm. the <laughs> She's amazing, but she still wants to try and, and figure that out and if I can get a jabroni brother to, to coach her up, um, that would be amazing. I'm also trying to like convince my dad that he wants an uni, which are those like um, backyard pizza ovens. Ooh. They're really expensive. So I'm like trying to convince him like, can Dave and I, my brother and I go in on this for you for like Father's Day, your birthday and Christmas together and just get you one because like if you get one, that means we get delicious pizza too. <laughs> we're trying to convince him of that. Right. Uh, that's not going well. He does love wood fired pizza though, and it's literally a backyard wood fired pizza oven. Wow. Um so well, you know, that's a work in progress too. <laughs> but Mama Root, A B G. Always be growing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and so Ethan, I have four of those dark chocolate mint Icelandic chocolate bars just mm. waiting for cookies this year. So don't worry. Oh, fuck yeah. You'll okay. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. Um, in the meantime, you guys will have to subsist on the tasty cakes and chocolate I sent you. So <laughs> um, Colin got tasty cakes and chocolate. You just got chocolate, Ethan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Tony Chocolonely is delicious. So Yeah, yeah. We, we tried some. It's very good. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. I've already eaten the tasty cakes too. So. Good. <laughs> I, I i controlled myself i did not i did not open in either of the boxes i was like really tempted you, like, you could have you if could've. i open one box taken i'm one. gonna eat like half of the box and that's not <laughs> just, good. just just take one next time i didn't know you were gonna send two i i opened uh, that was the first thing i said oh two boxes <laughs> <laughs> i had to, there was space in those that that flat rate shipper i had to take up the space for you right true I can't True. leave unused space. Um, if if I leave unused space and you get what Ethan got, which was just like half a box of shredded paper. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because I only sent him a couple cans of beer. Like he mm-hmm. got some more beer than you did, but I'm fucking chopped liver over here. Hey, you got two heady toppers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I did get two heady. Bonus logger. So that's true. That's true. Nice. But uh, Colin only that's got bad. one blazed orange and one heady topper. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Nice. Good deal. Good deal all around. Uh, the other shout out to cousin Greg is uh, the Phillies are in the postseason for the first time since Ryan Howard ruptured his Achilles in 2011. Wait, really? It's been that the long. Longest, the longest playoff drought in the in National League is officially over. Uh, is the Mariners have yeah have also clinched so yep. the longest yep. uh, drought in the American League is also over in the same season. So yeah, pretty, pretty uh, impressive. Pretty, pretty impressive. Obviously, there's more playoff spots these days. I mean, the fact that the 110 plus win Dodgers have a lower winning percentage, lower percentage, excuse me, of uh, odds of winning the World Series than um, than the Houston Astros just tells you how much of a crapshoot the playoffs are these days. Yeah, it's, that's fucking it's, nuts. It's just crazy. So I'm just ready for all of the like, 
hunt for red October banner or billboards to go down <laughs> around Philly because those are getting really annoying. <laughs> well, they're up for at least a, what another week or so. Paint October red. Hunt for red October. Blah blah blah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, can, hit some home runs. I think the by the time we record next week, the wild card series may be over because it's only a three game series. Oh, when are the when are, are those starting? What this weekend? Friday, yeah. I believe. Okay. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So uh, we, nice. we should be able to recap the first round, and uh, we'll know who the Yankees are going to be playing, and uh, everyone else who uh, has locked up a division series. Uh, date already and uh, we'll be in the thick of things so lots to come also uh bye bye tony la Russa. yeah he's retiring right peace yep for his health for good hey, random really. baseball stat you know you know that bryce harper guy he's been around forever he's not he's not 30 <laughs> yeah he, he was 19 he was 19 yeah, his rookie year he turns 30 in 12 days yeah it's, fucking shit uh-huh yeah it's it's insane like aaron judge is older than bryce harper fuck yep yep oh yeah yeah it's wild yeah yep um quick shout out before we're done uh to my brother jeremy brother jeremy um two things number one last week he texted me to tell me that i uh need to step away from my mic that it was too loud and I said, I said that I was not standing, I was not very close to my mic, so maybe the gain was too loud. So I turned the gain down this week. So Jeremy, text me after you listen to this and let me know. That's the first thing. Second thing is he literally texted me while we were recording. Hopefully I don't get in trouble for saying this. Uh, he was just offered a promotion at his job. Now, I don't know the details. Ooh, fuck yeah. Yep. I don't know the details. I don't know what the, the money benefits situation would be or whatever. Um, but congrats to him on, on getting, uh, getting offered a promotion. Keep fucking kicking ass, Jeremy. Awesome job. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that means that, uh, we do officially have to get brother Jeremy back on. Yeah. We got to get him back on. Yeah. It's been a while. Yep. And, and Lorraine, get on the pod too. I want to send you a mug. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone who wants to be on the podcast, sign up. There's a waiting list. Guys, I've got so many mugs. I need to get rid of the mugs on the podcast. Everyone who's listening, please. And we, as as we established a few episodes ago, Ethan's guest, the uh, the, the the physicist or whatever the fuck it is, uh, won't won't ever come on. And it, and if he does, it'll be three years from now. <laughs> That's right. Yes, exactly. Uh huh. <laughs> you got plenty of time to jump the line. University yep. of Illinois baseball physicist. I've got mugs. yeah he already listens to this show no doubt (laughs) all right boys another great week we did it 62 we did it don't say 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 it don't say